The Swain Event Podcast is driven by Beatty Chevrolet. For your new and pre-owned vehicle shopping needs, visit BeattyChevrolet.com. Deep down the middle's got his man, and he's gone! Jason Swain, touchdown! It's time for the Swain Event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whip him. It's time for the Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Get into his mouth and a red flag. America, 865-255-03 is our telephone number. I'm live in the Low T Center Studio, joined by my guy, Ben McKee. Good um, good morning, man. Good morning. How are you? Hey. Uh, I, I am good. Uh, I am... Dry for now, but I I am good, man. I am good. It's good. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. I don't know about all that, but I uh, I appreciate you being excited to to see me. Uh, may need to to check your mental state if if you are excited to to see me and 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 look at me. But uh, do hope everybody did okay with last night's storms or or should i say this morning's storms that woke my 12 month old up at 5 a.m and he would not go back to sleep until like 6 30 and by that time it's like okay you got to get up in 30 minutes anyways might as well stay up that's the worst that's the worst when when when, and i i'm the king of waking up like two minutes before my alarm goes off and it just irritates me every single time such a tease yeah, you, you 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 might as well get on up. That was I know this uh, this football here. team's up and, and ready to play some some football inside of Neyland Stadium this morning. I, I thought that they would move the scrimmage back to the indoor, uh, but the the media did get a email uh, because they had been they were going to keep track of the weather to determine where they were going to scrimmage. And I thought with the way it was raining and and even if it was raining. Uh, surely the the field is pretty wet at at the moment after the storm came through. Although I I guess I am twenty minutes from campus. Maybe they didn't get hard hit hard like like I did. But uh, scrimmages is, is still a go inside of Neyland Stadium this morning. So uh, the the guys are getting ready to 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 get after it and uh, very interested to see what comes out of this scrimmage, Swain. Huge scrimmage. I mean, it's obvious, right? It's the first scrimmage of the new season 
there are going to be some players that this scrimmage is going to determine if they're going to get any playing time. The second scrimmage is going to determine if they're going to get any playing time. And so some of these guys have to string along together two really good scrimmages to earn their way on the football field um, this this season. There are some guys that you know what you're going to get from them. It's not as dire for those guys as it is some of the players that did not play last year and are looking to change that and play this year. Brew McCoy, we know what we're going to get from Brew. You know, Jabari Small, we know what we're going to get from him. Um, Omar Thomas, we know what we're going to get from, from him. Those guys will be starters. That, that doesn't mean that they're not going to go. That doesn't mean they're not going to go 100%. Um, doesn't mean they're not going to play with intensity. But they are in a different position than someone like a Caleb Webb or um, a Warren Burrell, a Addison Nichols, um, a Dylan Sampson. I mean, these are all guys that are looking to take the next jump in terms of participation on Saturdays for, for Tennessee. So, it's huge, Ben. I hope you got your raincoat. Uh, I I don't have my raincoat because the media is not allowed to to view any of of the scrimmage today, so I will not be out there. And uh, the press conference that Josh Heupel will have post scrimmage, the scrimmage, uh, according to the email we got, is approximately starting at nine thirty, and Josh Heupel will approximately talk at 11 a.m. around that time and we will be in the stokely family media center so i don't need a rain jacket thankfully so that means you're gonna be with be with me the whole entire show then that's right i'm i I apologize uh for for your sanity and and the listeners having to listen to me for an hour and a half but here we are you're good you're good you are good my man um, the topic for today, who needs strong scrimmage performance today? Like who needs it? I mean, gotta have it, gotta perform at a high level. Tennessee is recruiting, I think at a pretty high level right now. It could always be higher. There's always going to be talent coming in. And if you are someone that did not play last year, this is an opportunity for you to make your case, knowing that Tennessee is going to be, to be bringing in more talent next year. And that talent can come from the high school ranks. It can come from uh, the, the transfer portal, Ben. Um, just understand that more talent is coming. So, your sense of urgency needs to be at an all-time high to perform to the best of your ability. So that is the topic right now. Who needs a strong performance? I wrote down five names. It doesn't mean that they are in any order, although I do have a few that the lights are the brightest, and I'm talking about red. It's 
blinking red for these guys to go out there and, and perform, not only for themselves to be able to play, but it's important for, for this team for them to be able to go out there, make plays, be trusted, carry out their responsibilities. Um, ben, the most important player on offense, in my opinion, is not the quarterback. It's a position that has been talked about the most. It's a position that gets a lot of credit when this offense performs at a very, very high level. Um, Hendon was the Heisman Trophy candidate. We saw Jalen Hyatt make big plays last year. He was recognized nationally. We've seen other guys make big plays throughout the year. So you would assume that the quarterback is the most important player on this football team right now. But that's that's not the case, in my opinion. The most important player on this football team is Cooper Mays. The reason why he is the most important player is because everything is built around this tempo. Everything. And you can't have tempo unless you have a center that is setting the tempo with when the ball is blown dead after a play, run or pass. The center sprints to where the ref is. The ball is placed. Cooper lines up. Everyone else lines up on Cooper, and then he snaps the football. A couple things here. Number one, sets the tempo. Number two, we haven't had any issues with the ball getting back to the quarterback on these snaps. So you got to think about how difficult it is for a center or for a snapper on special teams. They've made rules in the special teams game to keep the snapper clean. You can't hit the snapper because as soon as you snap it, your eyes got to pop up and you got to go block someone. Well, you can't touch the uh, snapper now on special teams, but the center that's in the shotgun on offense, you can hit him. His job is tough. So for Cooper, not only does he have to set the offense with the tempo, he has to snap the ball to the quarterback. And we haven't seen any issues at all with that. Now, Cooper has been a little bit limited in practice the last couple of days. Cooper is going to continue to be limited and may not even practice at all because he is dealing with something uh, physical. And that's going to require some time for him to, to heal. So, Ben, the question is, today most who needs a strong performance today's scrimmage the most i'm starting number one ben i'm starting with uh 
Addison Nichols, who is thought to be the backup center. I'm looking at Ollie Lane as someone that is a guard, but can he cross-train? Can he snap too if needed? But I'm looking right at Addison Nichols, Ben. What about you? Yeah, my my number one is the offensive line. <laughs> I I think there's several guys along the offensive the line, line that that you could that you could pick uh, right now. Uh, we talked about we had a conversation about John Campbell and and Gerald Mincy earlier this week on Tuesday before I took off for uh, practice. So I I think you could easily uh, pick Gerald Mincy and Swain. I guess I kind of look at this this topic a, a little bit different. Uh, When you ask who needs to have a strong scrimmage, I think of guys who are battling for starting jobs Uh, for, for Tennessee's sake, they need, they definitely need Addison Nichols or Ollie Lane to, to have a nice scrimmage and, and show that if, if Cooper ends up missing game time, like they can fill that role adequately enough but when again, when I kind of hear who needs to have a strong scrimmage, I'm thinking of guys who are on the verge of of not playing, guys who are on the verge of being passed up on the depth chart or, or not winning out on a on a starting job. And that's why Gerald Mincy is number one for me um, because I I think he's in a position if if he doesn't pick it up, and not necessarily to say that he's been bad bad. Uh, I I don't even know that he's been bad at all. I just don't know that he's necessarily where he should be kind of how like you said on on Tuesday like this is a guy that Jim Nagy was talking about in reference to the NFL with his athleticism and, and his size like he should not be on a second team offensive line unit he he is too good to to be on a second team offensive line unit so uh, even if he hasn't been like bad per se he also hasn't been playing to the best of his ability either so uh, I, I think if if Gerald Mincy isn't somebody who has a, a strong showing today and over the next couple of days, then he he's he's in position. Not that not that he would be lost at sea, but he's in a strong position of of being really passed up on the depth chart, in, in my opinion. So uh, he's one that I look at for sure. But I think there are so many guys on the offensive line that that need a, a good scrimmage. Frankly, I mean JJ Crawford and Dane Davis, uh, they're also battling out at right tackle with Gerald Mincy. Uh, so, I mean, those are three guys right there. They they all need to have good scrimmages because they're they're battling for a job and you, you can't waste days in, in fall camp. Uh, and at left guard, Ollie Lane, Andre Carrick, two more guys, they're battling for a starting job. And that left guard spot is, is a big question mark right now. So I, I know it sounds like a simplistic answer, but like everybody up front along the offensive line, except John Campbell, uh, Javante Spragans and I would say Cooper Mays if if he was healthy and, and available for for today's scrimmage. Like outside of three guys, like everybody else needs to have a strong day because you are uh, on one hand you are fighting for an individual job, and then on the other hand, getting into kind of your point, like in order for Tennessee to have success, the offensive line needs to to start asserting itself, and uh, I guess it's fair to say being more productive. I, I don't want to sound like I'm going DEFCON 3 on, on the offensive line. Like, I'm not super alarmed this early in camp. Uh, and, and I do think the defensive line, defensive front is better than the offensive line. So I expect for them to to maybe not 
win every single day, but I think good competitive balance is winning your fair share as well. And I expect for the defensive front to get the best of the offensive line today in the scrimmage. I I expect to hear that coming out of the, the scrimmage, um, but you also want to win your fair share battles uh, as well. So I, I just think the offensive line as a whole, it's just a massive, massive day. Uh, for individuals and the group as a whole, like I said. But I, I do agree with everything you said for sure uh, about Addison Nichols and Ollie Lane. I, I don't believe that Addison is is maybe as far along as maybe everybody had thought and fans had hoped. Uh, I, I think there's still a, a little more development, if not more, that needs to be had before uh, he's reliable within a game. Uh, and I think that's why you saw Ollie Lane uh, be the the backup center uh, yesterday uh, in, in practice, and, and Ali shifted more towards playing center these last couple of practices. It seems with with Cooper being out, and and I don't think that's a coincidence. Uh, I I would say that Ali Lane is has probably passed up Addison for that that backup center spot at the moment. Uh, so both of those guys need to have big days uh, for for. Similar reasons, but also different reasons because Addison's trying to assert himself as the backup center and, and Ollie's trying to not only win the left guard job, but now it appears that he's also fighting to be the backup center. Yeah, it's important. Uh, it's important for Ollie Lane to, to have a, a good day because he impacts everything. Everything, Ben. Um, I think the offensive line as a whole, absolutely, I agree with you, needs to have a good day. But, like, even more so than the unit, Ali Lane, who will be running at center, needs to have a good day. Why? Because if he dribbles some snaps back there to the quarterback, not only is the offensive play messed up, but the defense is not getting a, a real look either. The whole play is messed up no one gets a real rep and so it's imperative that Ali Lane has a good day snapping the football something that he necessarily didn't prepare to to have to do uh this football season center maybe he did prepare a little bit but like he's having to kind of move over because the confidence is not where it needs to be with Addison Nichols and so I think he is the most important player today. It needs to have a a, a, a good day um, on the in the scrimmage. We will take a a quick timeout and we'll continue on the offensive side. Then we'll quickly shift to the defensive side as far as players that need to have a, a good scrimmage, and then we will. Go to the phones as well. 865-255-03. The Betty Chevrolet text box is always open, so we'll go to the text box as well. You listen to the Swain event, fueled by Dead in Barbecue. Ben McKee, Go Balls 247. I'm Jason Swain. Be right back. It's time for the Swain event. When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go. 
Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC Network, CBS Sports, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in America. The search is over. Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door through Chow Now. Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Hey, Vol Nation. This is Charlie Pratt, financial representative with Modern Woodman and MWA Financial Services. Modern Woodman has been touching lives and securing futures for 140 years. Being born and raised here in East Tennessee, I'm honored to help East Tennesseans in all phases of life with retirement planning, investments, and life insurance. A big win on Saturday starts with preparation early in the week. A secure financial future starts with planning today. Contact my office today at 865-919-6468 to review your financial plan and make sure you are on track for success. As always, go Vols. Good morning, Swain Event family. Take a deep breath in and release. We're all back together in the AM and life is good. If you have real estate needs, just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com and go Vols. Guys, let me talk to you here. If you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low T. Schedule your complete health assessment at Low T Center. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for just $155 a month cash pay or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near Low T Center or you just want the convenience of a at-home treatment, Low T Center makes it easy shipping your treatments directly to you with the peace of mind of monitored treatment. Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Hit us up on the Betty Chevrolet text box with your comments or questions. Let's go to the hotline. A familiar caller. Your favorite fan's favorite fan. And that is the receipt keeper. That is Dr. Vol. Dr. Vol. Good morning, man. What's going on, guys? I'm definitely keep definitely keeping a lot of receipts just in case we do pull it off against Georgia. Those those fans, man, they're more interested in Tennessee than Georgia. Do you think that's kind of weird? I think it's I think it's extremely weird. Here's a team that's that's won two national championships, but can't stop talking about about Tennessee. It's it's really weird to me. It's a self-conscious team. Guys, I, I am so fire, fired up, focused, and prepared. I've got uh, clear eyes, full hearts. Uh, I mean, it's football time, and you two are on through the magic of Bluetooth on my on my car. It's just a beautiful time of year, just like old times. And honestly, Swain, since I've been listening to you, it's the best Tennessee's been, honestly. I mean, I remember that before the 2016 season being fired up. But, uh, I mean, you had Butch Jones coach. You couldn't get overly fired up. But now we have a competent coach. and it's, I'm ready to roll, guys. I'm, I'm going to be at that Virginia game. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And, uh, Swain, I'll be honest, to, to, keep, to, to take the show completely off the rails for a quick second, I, I'm always appreciative of, of the month of August and, and kind of fall camp uh, for, for two reasons as it pertains to you. 
because I, I was once a, a Swain event listener uh, back in the day uh, when it was you and you and Stokes. And uh, I started listening towards the end of my high school years uh, back in, I guess it was probably 2012. So I, I remember this time, you know, 10, 11 years ago, it was all about the Castleberry Inn. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and, and then obviously you, you, uh, I sent you a message kind of out of the blind following or going into that 16 season that DR Vol just mentioned and was like, Hey, can, can I intern for you? And, uh, that, that 16 fall camp uh, ahead of breaking that streak uh, against Florida and the battle at Bristol. And, and I know that season ended up going up in flames to a certain extent. Um, but man, always uh, appreciative for this time of year because, if it weren't for you giving me a shot going into fall camp, like I, I, I would not be sitting here right now. So I, I love this time of year too, Dr. Vol, and and I especially like uh, hearing in the next week or so when students are getting back on campus and the band gets back on campus and and you're walking oh, yeah. into practice in the morning and you hear the band playing Rocky Top and, and all the other things that they play, it's just blaring throughout campus. It's the best time of year. Oh, man, it's incredible. I've got my notifications for you. I've always got notifications for you on during baseball games I can't watch, and then this time of year so I get the articles read. I'm a, I'm in fall camp myself as a fan. i, I got to get caught up on the numbers. You know, I guess we change numbers every year now, and uh, i got to learn who everybody is before we get out there. And, and I mean, Ben Swain's show is known to you know catapult careers, whether it be sports writers or music careers. Oh, Dr. Vol, you already starting. That was a good one. That was good. that that might be your your best piece of work to to this point uh, in, in Swain event history. It's it's certainly up there, and I, I'm still trying to learn the the numbers myself. I can't tell you. I mean, even yesterday, I I saw Ramel Keaton in the number nine jersey, and my head immediately said, "Oh, there's Jimmy Callaway today." And it's like, bro, Jimmy Callaway transferred to freaking Louisville. Why why are you still thinking of? of Jimmy Calloway, but the, the numbers uh, that, that are switching as often as the, as they are, it, it can tie your mind up into a pretzel. I also thought it was hilarious. Uh, Rommel spoke to the media yesterday and was asked why he changed his jersey number, and he said that he did not like 80 whatsoever, and he's been trying to change it every single offseason since he, since he got here as a freshman. Uh, and, and we appreciate you calling in this morning, D.R. I hope you and your family are, are, are doing well. Um, but he, he said that he's been trying to change it every single offseason. Uh, but th- this was the one that they finally let him change it. And, and nine was essentially the only single digit number uh, available, especially because he wore 10 in high school and, and squirrels rocking 10 now. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, man. 865-255-03. Good to hear from you, D.R. Thanks for the, for the phone call, man. Glad that you are well. Uh, players that need a strong performance today in Tennessee's first scrimmage. Glad that it's going to be inside Neyland Stadium. Looks like it's going to clear up. Uh, we know our field is uh, handled with care. Uh, our grounds crew, one of the best in the business. It drains well, and it's always good to get out on real grass rather than just playing on, on turf. So uh, good that scrimmage will take place at the stadium because, man, indoors it gets really, really cramped. Uh, players that need a really good scrimmage performance, strong. Ollie Lane, very important. Whoever's playing center today, very important. 
uh, as Cooper Mays, not expected to be practicing uh, for a little bit. Um, Addison Nichols, who was listed as one of the one of the backup centers for a long time, um, has has had some inconsistency uh, issues there, which is why Ali Lane has been playing center more um, offensively. Then we'll switch to the defense side of the football. Any more guys offensively you think outside the offensive line that need to have strong scrimmage today? Yeah, there's several youngsters that, that, that I'm looking at that, that I think, I mean, it, it's kind of a two-part conversation, like I was mentioning last segment, Swain, and, and like kind of how you talked about. Like on one hand, they need to have a good scrimmage for for their for their self to, to establish themselves, but then also on the other hand, it helps Tennessee if, if these guys are, are having good scrimmages. Uh, but I think for uh, building depth, some of those youngsters at, at receiver need to have a big camp. Uh, I don't I don't know what you've seen from or seen and heard from Caleb Webb and, and kind of Chaz Nimrod, uh, the, the little that the media gets to see publicly. I like watching those guys run around. They, they look like they fit the part physically. Uh, and, and Caleb Webb has... I've seen him make some some fairly nice catches, as, as nice as they can be against routes on air. Um, but, I mean, he looks good to me. Uh, and even Tennessee put out a video uh, of him making a, a nice catch on, on a deep ball uh, during 11-on-11 11 11 when the media was not out there. Uh, so I, I, I've i been somewhat impressed by Caleb Webb. Seems like he's picked it up after uh, the summer and offseason. Uh, Chaz Nimrod looks like a better receiver to me as well. But obviously those those two guys aren't going to play over – the, the the main four but that position has been a little banged up this week and, and nothing serious just a little nicks and knacks and bumps and bruises of of football and, and probably being overly cautious with those guys but uh brew has has been a little bit limited or was earlier in the week he he, he seemed to be full go uh, yesterday squirrel's been been a little limited and, and banged up to start camp uh, and and then I'm blanking on somebody else missed uh, a little bit of time as a precau- precautionary thing as well. I guess it was Nathan Leacock, which he's a freshman, so maybe it's not as important as as Brew and, and Squirrel missing a, a little bit of time. But uh, my point is, if that happens in the middle of, of October, the beginning of October, the week of the Texas A&M game, and, and somebody's not able to play like all of a sudden that receiver room looks a little bit different. So can Caleb Webb step up? Can uh, Chaz Nimrod step up and prove that, okay, like we can provide a little bit of depth to this room. So I I think guys like that need to have a big day. I I don't think it's as important for the running back room to, to build depth in, in that manner, because I think there's more depth in the running back room than at receiver receiver probably, probably has the, the, the better overall guys at the top, but I think from top to bottom, the running back room probably has more guys who are ready to play this year. And so it's maybe not as important, but a guy like Cam Selden, who I think is going to get early opportunities to play, uh, Khalifa Keith, I mean, he's looked good, good running around. I think it'll be hard for him to carve out a role this season just because there's so many guys in front of him. Uh, Deshaun Bishop has, has looked good by all accounts. Like, can those guys... And more for short yardage situations. I, I don't think that that's something that Tennessee has completely figured out. But like Khalifa Keith, the freshman from Alabama, like his physique is like picture perfect for short yardage situations. So if they try that in a scrimmage, 
to give him an opportunity that he can succeed in short yardage situations, he needs to take advantage of that because for guys like that who are behind Jalen Wright and Dylan Sampson and Jabari Small behind Cam Seldon, like you, you're not going to get many opportunities, if any. So if, if you get one during this scrimmage, you better make the most of it because it may be the last one you get all season long just because there are other guys in, in front of them. So I think there's some interesting names at running back and, and receiver. I think if I had to de- definitively say like that guy needs a big day, very similar to what you were saying about Addison Nichols to start Swain is Ethan Davis because Tennessee needs Ethan Davis at tight end just like they need Addison Nichols and, and Ollie Lane at, at backup center. Jacob Warren, uh, McAllen Castles, they're, they're, they're going to carry the load at tight end. And I really like where those two are at, too, by the way. I, I, I think I mentioned it earlier this week. I think Jacob looks really good. He looks slimmed down. He looks like he's got a, an extra step of, of burst. He looks quicker uh, th- this fall camp, in my opinion. Um, and then McAllen Castles looks like a million bucks as, as well. Um, but you need more than two tight ends uh, at any school in the country, and especially in this system that uses the tight end so frequently and in so many different ways. Ethan Davis is going to play, uh, and he has to play. Let me so, stop you. Uh, Let me stop you right can, quick. Can, Let me stop you. What's that? You said this. Ethan Davis needs a performance the same way that Addison Nichols needs a, a good performance. I'm, I mean, if we're being, no, I mean, I, I, I guess I'm stopping to, you because you. I know I know people are listening or are going to listen, and they're gonna say, "Hold on now, uh, let me just make sure to clarify." Because if Ethan Davis, let's say he doesn't he doesn't play first three games, if you got McCollin Castles and you got Jacob Warren, I mean, you you go on as business as usual offensively, but because Addison Nichols has has not been consistent at center as the backup originally we've had to move Ali Lane over to center who was your left guard as Nichols not stepping up so far has made Ali Lane have to come over there and, and eat his food off the plate so i i think it's a i think it's different which is which is why i stopped you um, it is but I do think for Ethan Davis, it's important for him to have a big scrimmage, Ben, because these tight ends play in the trenches. And one injury to Castles or Warren, all right, now he has to go. Well, and, and for scrimmage two, and this is just a theoretical comment, we'll, we'll see how much we'll, – we'll see when Cooper gets back. So this is more of a theoretical comment. If Cooper is back for scrimmage two and – for some unfortunate reason, Jacob Warren or McCollin Castles isn't available for scrimmage too, then then our conversation is probably different. Yeah. Like it, it's circumstantial right now. Like e- Ethan Davis isn't technically as needed as Ali Lane and, and uh, Addison Nichols right now because Cooper is currently banged up, but that could quickly change with the tight end room just because there, there's not that much depth. So yes, technically you, you're absolutely right. And you explained it better than I did. It's it's not Addison Nichols, Ollie Lane level, but I don't think it's far behind. Um, because again, as I was saying, like th- this offense, the way they use tight ends, that there's not there's not proven depth there. But, I mean, you you have two guys, and if and if one of those two guys goes down, then like you you're gonna have to have Ethan Davis produce as a freshman. 
And that that's why I think it's important for him to and he's had a, a great offseason. Uh, he, he missed the spring Well, he didn't miss the spring. He broke his collarbone in the spring game uh, and then he recovered nicely from that by all accounts and, and had a nice summer and, and has had a really good start uh, to, to fall camp. He's a very impressive young man. He spoke to the media last week. I was very impressed, but he, he needs to have a good scrimmage as, as well, in my opinion, just to. To, to show and I guess give people a, a more comfortable feeling that hey Tennessee the, the tight end room does have some depth DR Ball took half our segment which is all good I always love to hear from DR Ball uh, this past segment was about offensive players defense defensive players that need to have a good showing during the scrimmage very very important and being did a really good job of, of kind of separating the two there's all right individually you gotta have a good scrimmage for you know your chances to play but you gotta have a good scrimmage for the the team success and there's a snowball effect if one guy can't be trusted and you have to put some other guys in that place just like with Ollie Lane and, and, and Addison Nichols if, hey Addison Nichols he's still young so it's okay if he's not ready right now. You want him to be ready. You prefer it for him to be ready. But, like, it's understandable if he's not ready right now. Like, the center has a tough job inside of this offense. But defense is up next. Players that need to have a strong scrimmage today. Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Just because you can't call in doesn't mean that you have to sit on the sideline. Impact the show with a text box. It's part of the free Swain Events app. What's up, fellas? It's Swain. When it comes to health, there are numbers every man needs to know, including your testosterone number. I recommend going to Low T Center. They make it quick and easy to get your levels checked, and it's only $25. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and with their on-site lab, you'll know your results in 25 minutes. Low testosterone levels can make you feel tired and grumpy, can cause lack of motivation and drive. It can raise your cholesterol, cause weight gain, and loss of muscle mass. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men's Healthcare. It is so good to be here with Charlie Pratt with Modern Woodman and MWA Financial Services. And Charlie, you have a passion for helping and working with East Tennesseans. Why is that? Man, I was born and raised here in Knoxville. Uh, my family's owned a business here since the 1920s. I played football at Central High School and Maryville College. I'm just really proud to work in East Tennessee. What are you the most proud of? We do a really good job of meeting people where they're at on their financial journey. I've got clients uh, that are just now starting out. I've got clients that are in the middle of saving and doing a great job job. And I've got clients who have worked really hard their whole lives and it's time for them to enjoy their retirement. It's my job to make sure their money lasts as long as they do in retirement and they're able to leave a legacy for their family. So with that being said, what are the next steps? Let's sit down and take a look at your financial plan. Give me a call 865-919-6468. Dead End Barbecue has you covered when you need the food to be on point for your next event. Go to deadendbbq.com to learn more or call 865-414-9417. Dead End Barbecue, the catering search is over. Hey there, Swain Event crew. Just like fall sports, the Knoxville area real estate market is strong and growing stronger. We're in everything region. When you get the big orange itch to buy, sell, or invest, call me, Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty at 865 865- 
256-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Go Vols! Looking for a different way to enjoy the show? Yes! Then check out Swain Event TV on YouTube. Swain Event Fuel by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. We're talking players that need a strong performance in today's scrimmage at Neyland Stadium. Very, very, very important for these individuals to put their right foot forward, the best foot forward today. Uh, defensively, Man, I'm going to let you start, man. Defensively, like, who comes to mind first? Well, I was going to let you start since I just spoke for okay, okay, a long I'll time start. about the offense. Oh, you, you, you're such a gentleman. Thank you. I'll start. Um, I'm going I'm to start at, at safety. I don't think that this position is more important than any other position on defense, but this is just what I wrote down first, so I'm going to start here. But I'm going to go with uh, Andre Turntine. Like, First day of scrimmage, who do we see out there working with the ones at, at free safety? We saw him. We was like, oh, hmm. okay. He, he, he passed up Jalen McCullough, senior. Started last couple of years here at Tennessee. Turn time, getting the nod. Well, I think the first scrimmage is, a, is important because you know McCullough hasn't Turn around, went home. He's on your heels. He has been one of the vocal leaders addressing the team during practice, before practice. Uh, even though he is running with the twos or have run with the twos, it's important for turn time to solidify his number one spot and to prove the coaches right. Because if he goes out there and he's taking prop, improper angles, uh, he's not uh, securing tackles, then Jalen McCullough's going to be working with the ones again on Saturday. <laughs> like, they're, they're off on Friday, but they like, he'll be back out there with the ones. And so it's important for turn time to prove the coaches right, go out there uh, and, and make plays. Another one that I have on defense, Ben, is Wombrell, who may be sitting in the number two spot at best at, at corner. This dude's a former starter as a, as a true freshman. Well, here's a chance to get back in that that number one spot. Um, there's other players at corner. Uh, you know, I'm looking also... Uh, at corner, there's a lot of corners, man. A lot of guys competing at the position, but Brandon Turnage, um, he's someone that needs to perform well, just like uh, Warren Burrell, um, you know, Gabe Julia Lolly. I mean, he, he is a transfer. He's thought up to come in and, and help. Um, he's battling with Kamal Haddon. There's a lot of competition at corner, um, but I'm going to go with those uh, and then let you go, and then we'll – continue the conversation with defensive players that need to show up today at the scrimmage. 
Yeah, for, for me, it's all about the, the the secondary, just just like you talked about. I, I really, really like where this front seven is at. I, I really do. I, I love the the linebacker tandem uh, between Aaron Beasley and Keenan Peely. I, I think Beasley is primed for a big season. I think Peely is going to, to surprise some people in terms of just sheer production. Uh, I think he's going to be more productive than people realize, especially those outside of Knoxville. Uh, and then the the defensive line they they've they they've been as impressive as anybody uh, this this fall camp and and Rodney Garner had a lot of praise for his defensive line room and individuals specifically when he spoke to the media earlier this week and and that's not something that you usually get w- with Rodney Garner uh, publicly uh, <laughs> talking guys up that usually it's it's the opposite but uh, I I think he he likes where his room is at. I think it's going to be one of the better defensive lines in the SEC if it can stay healthy. It may lack that one true superstar like we've seen in recent years with SEC defensive lines, uh, like a Quinnen Williams at at Alabama, uh, a Derek Brown at Auburn under Rodney Garner. I I don't think that it has that type of guy, but I think it's going to be okay because they have so many guys and and they're all veterans. They, they all seem to have the right mindset. Uh, it, it truly t- seems like Tyler Barron and Elijah Simmons has has turned a corner and, and for different reasons, but also similar reasons. I mean, Rodney Garner flat out said it, and you can read between the lines like, hey, Tyler Barron is no longer a Tyler Barron guy. He, he's more of a, a Tennessee guy. He, he understands now that this is the ultimate team sport and that if Tennessee succeeds, then Tyler is going to succeed. And I thought those were pretty telling comments uh, about Tyler Barron. And, and Tyler's somebody who can absolutely play a decade in the NFL. Like he has that natural skill set, natural ability. He, he's always had the ability. It, it's just finding it consistently. And, and it seems like he he's going to turn that corner and, and do that this season if he can stay healthy. And then Elijah Simmons as, as well. Uh, Coach Garner talked about him being – uh, more coachable, N- not in the sense that he was necessarily like a cancer in the room, like you, you may automatically think, but uh, when adversity hits, Elijah wouldn't necessarily take the coaching that he needed to take uh, from the coaches or his teammates. He he met it as negativity and kind of went into a shell when being coached, when, when things weren't going well. Uh, and Rodney said that now he... Once he hits that wall, once he hits that adversity, because every camp under Elijah Simmons, we've heard, oh, Elijah looks good. Elijah's coming out of the gate strong. And then, like Rodney said, he kind of hits that first wave of adversity, goes into a shell, and then you don't hear from him the rest of the season, quite frankly. Uh, but uh, Elijah has had a great offseason getting in shape. Uh, he said he's down to 340, right where the coaches want him to be. Uh, Rodney said that w- when He's allowing himself to be coached by his coaches and his teammates now and, and not, um, you know, taking it as a negative remark, taking it as constructive criticism now. So I, I think the defensive line is is in for a, a big season. I didn't even mention Amari Thomas and Dominic Bailey and, you know, Karak Garland's back, Bryson Eason's back. They they seem to really, really like their youngsters as well. I'm, I'm hearing great things about Caleb Herring, even for a, a true freshman. 
Uh, Josh Josephs and James Pierce, they look like a million bucks. We'll, we'll see if they can piece it together consistently between the ears. But I, I really like that front seven. Um, it's the secondary for me that, that needs to have a, a good scrimmage. And uh, in, in terms of guys battling for their jobs, like you, you talked about the younger safeties needing to to step up and have a good day so that they can earn a job. Well, Jalen McCullough better step up and, and play well so he doesn't get his job taken away. Uh, so uh, that that's kind of uh, uh, quite the quite the situation there uh, where, where you have some youngsters nipping at his heels, but we all know the coach is, is going to play the, the veteran that he trusts the most. And Jalen's been very, very, very vocal. Uh, he, he's one of the most vocal guys on the team. His teammates love and respect him. He, he is well-liked in that locker room. So it, it would be really, really neat to see Jalen McCullough have a strong season to, to finish out uh, a, t- a Tennessee career that has been so up and down. But those veterans in, in that room, they, they need to have a big day. Kamal Haddon, Warren Burrell, Jalen McCullough, because uh, those youngsters, like you outlined, Swain, are, are nipping at their heels. Speaking of uh, youngsters nipping at the heels of a veteran, uh, I'm going to throw in Roman Harrison, too, because uh, we heard him talk to the media, um, what was that, the day before yesterday, and um, he sounds like he's been there for 10 years. Like, he, he sounds like a veteran, no doubt about it. Uh, I go back to the comments Tim Banks made August the 1st where he said that Roman Harrison needs to play smarter a little smarter, and we saw him get better you know, in the spring uh, with our system and play more consistently. So uh, for him to say that on, on the first, only nine days ago, and here we are with the first scrimmage, and you have well, guys who are younger and more explosive uh, in a Joshua Josephs and in a James Pierce. I think it's important for Roman Harrison to play really good assignment football um, and play consistent during the scrimmage today because anytime an old player's even with a young player, the young player's going to get the nod. So it's just important for Roman Harrison to continue to keep that distance um, between him and, and the younger player. So everyone, quite frankly, needs to have a good day. Let's, let's, let's get it right. But not everyone's going to have a good day because when you have inner squad scrimmages, if one side wins the rep, that means the other side lost the rep. That's just how it goes. And so be careful today when you hear reports of one side losing. Don't allow yourself to freak out about the other side. They got beat. <laughs> like, there's going to be a winner. There's going to be a loser after today's scrimmage. There are going to be reps where one side wins. And one side loses, there's going to be reps where one player wins and the other player on the other side loses. That's going to happen. You, you got to try to stay balanced as much as possible after today's scrimmage. Yes, and I, I wanted to make this point earlier when we were talking about the offensive line. They're going up against that defensive line that I just hyped up and and think is going to be one of the better ones in the SEC. Like That's going to help them be better by the time September 2nd rolls around and by the time they go to – go to the swamp in, in mid-September, going up against that defensive line every single day, that is only going to to make them better. Uh, and I, I think that's going to be uh, what, what proves to, to help them uh, along the way uh, as well. So uh, I, I know maybe our, our comments earlier 
may have sounded some alarms uh, for for the offensive line. I personally right now don't have any alarms with with the offensive line, Swain. I think there are serious question marks, and, and I think there are things that, that need to be figured out. But I, I'm still not like totally worried that they're just going to fall flat on on their face uh, th- this season. I, I don't know if you, you feel differently there. Yeah, I'm. A, I mean, I'm a little bit more concerned with the offensive line um, right now than, than than maybe maybe you are, uh, just because of the status of, of of Cooper Mays and how important he is, and not really knowing the timeline of when um, you know he's going to be back. Is it going to carry over into the season? And if it does, like, then yes, there's my there's a couple my weeks. level of concern changes desperately at that point. Yeah, but I mean, there's there's even if it does, like. Can Tennessee beat Virginia without Cooper? Yeah. Can Tennessee beat Austin P without Cooper? Yeah. Can Tennessee beat Florida without Cooper? I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't I, know. I think you you I think that you can, but it becomes certainly a, a concern there. Um we'll, we'll we'll see how it plays out. I, I I don't know about you, but I expect to hear that the defensive line won today. I, I expect that the defensive yeah. front uh, to I, I expect to hear that the defensive front got the better of the offensive line, and and quite frankly, like I would expect that even if Cooper were completely healthy and and playing as well, I I just think the the defensive front is is better than the offensive front right now, and and should be winning. What I'm curious to see, Swain, I kind of talked earlier about the receivers maybe being a, a little banged up. I, I don't know how that will translate to the scrimmage and and how available guys are going to be. Something I'm interested in in finding out. Uh, the availability of those receivers that have had little bumps and bruises to, to to start camp. But the point that I'm getting to is that I think it's a great opportunity for the secondary to to maybe win some their fair share of battles today uh, against the receiver room that like the receivers on this roster are better than the DBs on this roster. I mean, that's no secret, but like with the receiver room, maybe not being completely healthy, like I expect the DB room to to win the day because of that. Yeah, I mean, DBs have been battling uh, during fall camp and during one-on-one sessions. But, I mean, they they know this offense. They go up against these guys every day. So uh, that's an advantage for for them. Um, We are, what, a week and a day into fall camp. So this is around the time where guys are going to be a little sore, going to Tweak your ankle here, there. Tweak your knee here and there. You're gonna be sore. Like you gotta fight through it. Uh, those that that can. Um, the, the the center position is just so important in this offense. Um, and I listen. I expect the defensive line to win. Like if 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 the defensive line is not ahead of the offensive line scrimmage number one. There's an issue. Like every year, every fall camp, scrimmage one should be won by the defensive line. That's that's what you want because you don't have to to be in sync with anybody else on the defensive line. You just gotta carry out your responsibilities and go attack. Whereas offensive line, y'all gotta step in the same direction. Y'all gotta move as one uh to protect the quarterback. And if one person doesn't, it leaves a hole for someone to get into the backfield. And so uh, you got some new players. I mean, you got John Campbell, 
And, you know, we're all expecting him to be the guy left tackle and be consistent. Um, but this is his first time, you know, in this offense. Um, so it's important for him to, to, to go out there and play well uh, today. But he's new. Left guard is new. You got center that's new today. You got right tackle and right guard. Only guys that will be out there today that started last year. And so uh, this defensive line, I mean, they, they better win 100%. And um, I'm expecting that. And if I don't hear that, then I'm going to be – I'll be pretty concerned 100%. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Let's go to the – Beatty Chevrolet text box. Oh, man. Love the text box. All right. See what we got here. The overall said, just let me know when it's time to panic. Oh, that's not, I'm not, we're not, we're not there yet. But I mean, anytime you have you know, the most important player on offense, including the quarterback, you know, missing some time and not really knowing how long he's going to miss. I mean, it's a reason for concern, but. There's no reason to panic right now. And and Swain, correct me if if you think I'm wrong. Like I I almost think that y- you probably won't be able to hit the panic button and, until the swamp um because I kind of like what you said a moment ago we won't 1000% have a, a great feel for the offensive line and until they play somebody else and I don't think Virginia or Austin P is is going to be anything that that accurately tells you how good the offensive line is is going to be this season. So I think like if the panic button ends up getting pressed at some point, uh which I don't think that will happen personally unless the injuries just really start to mount up, uh, I I don't think that we will know until the end of September when you get into that Florida game and and get into that South Carolina game if if the O-line is is getting pushed around by the Gators and by the Gamecocks then that's when you hit the panic button. I mean, if if, if Virginia's pushing around the offensive line, I'm I'm hitting the panic button. Oh, yes, one thousand <laughs> percent. I I didn't mean not to. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just saying I don't expect Virginia's defensive line to be pushing uh, Tennessee's offensive line with or without Cooper Mays around. Like I I would be totally surprised if if that happened. So yes. If Virginia does it, then yes, we're, we're pressing the panic button. I, I just I don't see that at all happening. That, that's yeah. why I kind of skipped them over. Um, QC Rodney, the other McKee says excited to see some progress with our front six or seven. Give hype a better than average defense. Then watch out. Uh, Clay says not to switch gears too much here, but do y'all know why Rick Barnes wasn't coaching on the sidelines in Italy? Uh, I know the answer, but I'll, let, I'll defer to you, Ben, so you can uh, drop that nugget for him. Uh, he, he just wanted to give Justin Ganey an opportunity uh, to, to coach and, and run the show. No, nothing nothing crazy, not, nothing to, to look into or raise an eyebrow at. Was, was just giving Coach Ganey an, an opportunity to, to lead the way. There it is. Uh, Raleigh Vall says Mincy and whoever the backup center and tank that's his. Um, yep, can't go wrong there. Amazing Vall says, uh, one to ten, how much better 
Will our defense improve in points per game? Yeah, how many points did Tennessee's defense give up last year? Um, I had to look that up. Right. Honestly, the, the research team will get on that as you speak. Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly how many points Tennessee's defense gave up last year, but I, I expect them to be better than than last year. Better. They gave up. 22.8, which was sixth in the SEC. Yeah, so I expect it to be better. Which, another point that I wanted to mention, Swain, real quick, is that like if, if I expect the defense to be better as well. I, I don't know how much better. We'll see over time. But I expect them to take a nice step forward this year. And if if the defense is, is taking a nice step forward, and then the offense, the offense naturally is going to take a small step back. I mean, it's going to be really hard to replicate what they did a season ago. Number one right? in the country, right? What's that? Is that? They were number one in the nation. Right. So if if you take a small step, you're just naturally going to take a small step back. It's no different than uh, the guy that went to Nebraska, Scott Frost. He goes 12-0 and at UCF, and then Heupel comes in and what, yeah. won 10 games the next year, and everybody was mad at him. Like, you went 12-0 the, the year prior. Of course you're going to take a a step back. It's really hard to to go undefeated again. Um, but just because the offense may technically take a step back from a statistical standpoint, they're still going to be top five, top 10, top 15. They're, they're going to be one of the better offenses in the country. But now I think you the offense has a more a little more leeway for, for error because the defense is taking a step forward. So it, in a sense, it's going to even out. Theoretically. I think so. And I would hope so. But like sixth in scoring defense in the SEC. Now, now this is for all of last season. So I would be curious to, to know what the number was like against power five opponents and, and SEC opponents. Maybe that number is a little bit different. But sixth in the SEC and, and only allowing 22.8 points per game. If the defense does that at minimum this season, the the offense is, is going to be putting up plenty of points. Like Tennessee's going to win a lot of football games. 865-255-03. Offensively, I, I want to say we mentioned, at least at least I thought you mentioned it. I have it written down on my, on my paper uh, of players that need to have a good scrimmage. But uh, I want to say you mentioned Chaz Nimrod and, and Caleb Webb. I have Caleb Webb written down. Um, but I want to say we did mention those those two guys. Uh, let's see. Hmm. As far as depth goes at position, what is your biggest concern? This is from Bulldog Brian. Uh, <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's center. Yeah, that's center. Yeah, biggest, it's center. It's it's tight end for for me, uh, and, and I also think it's fair to point out, like it, it's pretty wild, Swain, that we're an hour into this, going to wrap up here in a couple minutes, and we have not talked about <laughs> Joe Milton really or, or Nico Eal Maliava, uh, which I, I think speaks to to the improvement that Joe has shown uh, over the off season and, and last season. I, I think Joe is is primed for a big season. Uh, just yesterday, I, I know it's 
uh, routes on air in the end zone, but even in the end zone on those routes versus air passes. I mean, he's he's showing the change up. He's showing touch on the football, and that's something that he wasn't showing a, a year and a half, two years ago when he took over it as a job. But my point is that that I think uh, quarterback depth is also a question mark if if Joe gets banged up early in the season. A six five two hundred fifty five oh three. Yeah, I think I think quarterbacks definitely worth mentioning, and uh, we'll do that. When we come back on the other side of the break, you are listening to the Swain event fueled by Daddy and Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Stay with us. Hey there, Swain event fam. If you're currently renting and just about priced out of your place, give me a call. Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897. You may be able to buy a home and have monthly payments less than your rent. And wouldn't you rather pay your own mortgage than someone else's? Hope to hear from you soon and go Vols. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. Freedom Motors is the local pre-owned car dealer who does more for you than any other dealer around. You want convenience? You can check out their entire line of vehicles online at freedommotorstn.com. And when you find what you like, they'll bring the vehicle right to your door. That's a dealer who cares about you and your time. Shop Freedom Motors today and let's get you in your new ride. What's up, Swain Event family? It's great to be on board. This is Taylor Hawkins with Modern Woodman Fraternal Financial, and I have one question for you. When was the last time you have slowed down and evaluated your financial situation? Just like the Vols, a great game plan leads to victory. Let us help you achieve your financial goals with a custom-made game plan. No matter what stage of life you're in, protecting your family and hard-earned money is important. So let one of our local and trusted financial professionals secure your future by visiting one of our 10 branch offices across Tennessee or give us a call locally at 865-312-5638. And remember, go Vols. Point event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. August 10th, Thursday. About eight minutes past the top of... The hour. Ben McKee, Go Vols 247. I'm Jason Swain, live here in the Low T Center studio. 
the Beatty Chevrolet text box. It's been on point today, like like always. Uh, Beatty Chevrolet right now, big time red tag sale, up to $10,000 off on some of their biggest savings on their largest inventory in years. All inventory marked down with their best price on the windshield. Go to their website, get you a little sneak peek before you make that trip over there to Parkside Drive at BeattyChevrolet.com. Um, Nico looks like a freshman. Nico's not ready to be the starter. Joe's a starter. From what I see, Joe is light years ahead of everyone else at the quarterback position. Um, if something happens to Joe, yeah, that'll be that'll be scary. Nico is physically capable, um, but mentally, like, yeah, like he, he's not ready. But it might be able to piece together a win in SEC play if everyone else does up their game. Like that's that's why I have so many other players and so many other positions ahead of the quarterback position. Or so many other players ahead of of, of of Joe because like if if Nico has to come in and the center position is on point and everyone's blocking well, you still be able to run the football. Um, if the tempo is rocking, you still can can create some opportunities in the passing game where Nico is making easy reads and, and easy throws. So there's ways to kind of piece together um, a, a win if if Joe goes goes down versus certain SEC opponents. Not probably the big dogs, but like certain ones, depending on where the game falls uh, in the schedule. You say you had a um, a good question? Yes. Uh, somebody reached out to me on Twitter, wanted me to ask you something. Uh, and before I do that, do want to remind people, uh, not only if, if you're in the Knoxville market looking for a new home, to reach out to Jennifer Morris, but the message this week, because we have had some nasty storms come through. If if you need any help with storm damage, don't hesitate to reach out to Jennifer uh, because she knows anybody and everybody and can help uh, find contractors for whatever storm damage. And she also wanted me to let you know that she doesn't deal with the rusty, crusty, cookie kind either. So if you need help with some storm damage, don't hesitate to reach out to Jennifer Morris of Keller Williams Realty. The question that uh, William Satterfield slid in my DMs last night and asked me, and I thought it was an interesting thought. Uh, the fact that Alabama plays USF early in the season, Swain, uh, obviously Alex Golish uh, is the head coach of, of USF now. Uh, could Alabama seen a, a replica of, of Tennessee's offense, something similar uh, to Tennessee's offense? Uh, what, what might impact that could have on the Tennessee-Alabama game? I, I don't think at this point it, it would be a huge impact just because I think by now, three years in, Alabama has a feel for Tennessee's offense. But but I did think that that was a a, pro, a thought provoking uh, question from William Satterfield on on Twitter um, because that that is interesting that Alex Golish is going to face Alabama early in the season. Josh Heupel's offense last year was better than Josh Heupel's offense in 2020-21. Both had Alex Golish as offensive coordinator. The reason why it was better last year than, than 2021 because it was the second year in the system. So more players felt more comfortable inside of that system. Um, and we were able to play faster, play at a quicker tempo, uh, have more explosive plays. Well, Alex Golish is in his first year at South Florida. So 
yeah, they'll do some tempo, and yeah, they will um, you know, line up wide. But Alabama, if they're expecting to use Central, Central Florida, but South Florida to prepare for Alabama, uh, use South Florida to prepare for Tennessee, then um, they're going to be sadly mistaken. Um, I, I heard Kevin Steele make comments about uh, having to go up against offenses uh, today in the SEC, um, subtweeted, submentioned Tennessee as far as going up against offenses that have guys that literally line up a couple steps from from uh, the bench. Tennessee's speed is different than South Florida. I think Josh Heupel is further along with this offense, with this with these players than, than Gullish is. Heupel's entering year three. Gullish is entering year one. Uh, Gullish's offense, South Florida, will be better next year and the year after that. But, yeah, like from a alignment standpoint, maybe some tempo, um, there will be some similarities. But, like, the talent level and the speed is going to be different when Alabama plays against Tennessee. But it's a really good question. It really, it really is. It's a great question. It is a fantastic question. How much weight did Drow drop? Yeah, I don't know exactly how much weight Joe dropped. He looked good. I don't know, but he looks slimmer, and he looks like he's got a little extra burst in his step. Yeah, he looks quicker. I saw the video you posted uh, running the, running a little bit of his own read and him taking it. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I think that, I think that's I think that's it here on, on the text box this morning. A lot of good stuff there. Uh, on the text box today. Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical right now, special deals when you are looking at replacing some of your home system, uh, specifically your HVAC system. Hiller's going to give you two Yeti Trailhead camping chairs, also their 28-liter waterproof backpack from Yeti, uh, the Tundra 75 cooler from Yeti, and then Two Yeti tumblers for free. That comes with your purchase of a home system replacement. Special freebies on Yeti products with every new whole home generator or tankless water heater purchase. Healer's work is backed by the happy you'll be or services free guarantee. Uh, convenient, quick online booking. Simply select the appointment time that works for you. Get instant confirmation. Y'all know the saying, happy you'll be or the service is free. That's Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Happyhiller.com. Um, ben, did we miss anything today? No, I, I don't think we did. I, I think we covered all of our uh, bases uh, on both sides of the ball. There are a couple of uh, special teams battles. Uh, for for that, uh, who who's holding on, on field goals and and whatnot? But uh, obviously, folks are, are focused on the offensive and defensive side of things uh, as well. Interested to see if we hear anything uh, from from like the punt return game. I heard you you and Josh Ward talking about kick return and, and how that may not be as important uh, because of all the new rules in, in college football and, and just taking the fair catch and taking it at the twenty five. But I, I think we covered our bases and. Uh, they they did push the scrimmage back to ten o'clock, I guess, to to give Neyland Stadium the the, the grass uh, a little more time to dry. Uh, Heupel is expected to speak to the media around eleven thirty, and for those looking 
for coverage, as much coverage as you need from false scrimmage number one. We will have it for you at GoVols247.com. And I know Swain and Josh will be on the airwaves from 12 to 3 to break it down as well. Yeah, you'll probably be talking to Josh Hype a little bit later then. If they, if they pushing scrimmage by 30 minutes, they're probably going to push Hype back 30 minutes. Well, he I think he was supposed to talk around 11, and now it's 11.30. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so, all right, we'll find out. Make my way over to the stadium. Knock school's start time is a little different today, and so we'll make some adjustments and uh, get on over there, take a look at Tennessee's football team during, during the scrimmage. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. Hope everyone has a fantastic rest of your Thursday. Peace and much love. We are out.